Hello everyone and welcome back to Black Topics. Today's topic, we're going to talk about the George Floyd death and talk a little bit more about some things that have come out after his death and some things that have happened after his death. We're going to talk about Cup Foods, the store where he went in and then he was later killed in front of that same store. And the name of that store is Cup Foods located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, this store was started by a Palestinian man whose religion is Muslim. They speak Arabic language. And he died a few years ago, so the store was passed down to his sons. The store has been there 31 years. His son, uh, the current owner of the store, uh, which is family owned, the son goes by the name of Mike. Now, a black male that owns a store down the street from Cup Food, he says his store has been there since 1994. He said Cup Foods have always um, had a um, bad attitude towards their black customers. He said he has been telling black people to stop uh, going into Cup Foods store. He says that Cup Food um, buy illegal uh, cell phones. So basically, if you stole a phone, you can take it to Cup Foods and they'll buy it from you or whatever, and then they resell it for a profit. So, um, and he says that the owner, and I guess his family members that work there, but he says the owner, Mike, has a habit of flirting with the black females that come in that store. He has had sex with underage girls who are under the age 18. They said he even uh, raped a 14-year-old girl down in the basement of the store. And the black uh, man that owns the store down the street said he went and filed a police report against Mike. And they said nothing was done about it. And when Mike found out that the black man had filed a police report against him, he paid someone to go down there and bust all the windows out of the black man's store because he was angry that uh, he filed a police report against him. They said Cup Foods has a habit of calling the police on their black customers. So they're saying in the past three years, the police department has been called on black customers anywhere from 250 to 285 times. And that's in just three years. So um, that's why this black man says he tells uh, people, black people not to go in the store. He says when people eat food, they throw their trays all over the sidewalk and in the street and cup food does not come out and clean up um, behind their customers. And um, this black male says that um, Floyd was a regular customer there and they shouldn't have never called the police on Floyd. Now, according to Mike, the store owner, he said that the person that was working the cash register that day that George Floyd came in was a new cashier and that cashier did not know George Floyd. That's why they called the police because he said if he was there, he wouldn't have not he would have not called the police on George Floyd because he know he's a regular customer at that store. 
And so this black male that owns the store down the street was very angry that George Floyd is dead over $20. So um, the owner of this store spoke with the news media and he said that when he got the call that uh, police had George Floyd uh, on the ground choking him, he said he jumped in his car and tried to get there right away so he could talk to the cops to possibly get them off of George Floyd. But he said by the time he got there, uh, they were already taking him away in the ambulance. So this is the story that uh, this black man down the street from Cup Food Store where George Floyd was killed. Those are the things he's saying. I've never been to Minneapolis, Minnesota, so I don't know what goes on there. That's just his story, which could possibly be true. And they're saying the only reason why Cup Food Store was not looted and burned down because the people are saying, well, that's the last memory they have of George Floyd being alive. He entered that store and to purchase a pack of cigarettes, they say, and he died in front of that store. So they chose not to uh, target that store for any looting or burning it down. So now George Floyd was 46 years old. Um, he worked as a truck driver and a security guard at a nightclub. And the nightclub is owned by a Latino lady. Her name is Maya Santeria. And she says that uh, the officer, Derek Chauvin, worked as a security guard outside in the parking lot. And uh, she said that he always seemed to have an attitude towards the black customers when they came to her nightclub. He always uh, argued with them, wanted to pepper spray them in the face. And so she said she didn't think that George Floyd and um, the officer Derek Chauvin knew each other. Now, Officer Derek Chauvin was off duty when he was working at this nightclub. So he was just a security guard there, just like George Floyd. But there was another uh, employee came forth who was a white male, and he said that George Floyd and Derek Chauvin did know each other. He said they bumped heads many times, meaning they had arguments. And the argument started from the black uh, people that was coming to this nightclub would go tell the security guard, George Floyd, that, hey, that, that white guy, the security guard always giving us a problem every time we come here. So George Floyd would go and get in uh, Derek Chauvin's face and confront him about harassing the black uh, customers that come there. So I don't know if George Floyd did not know that Derek Chauvin was an actual police officer. Maybe he didn't know that. You know, and so, or maybe he did know. And so, you know, maybe Derek Chauvin, being that he's not too crazy about black people, didn't like it that George Floyd was getting in his face because he felt like, hey, I'm white. I am a police officer, a law enforcement. You don't talk to me like that. So whatever happened at that nightclub, the argument, the stem between them, that's why people are saying this was possibly a setup, uh, premeditated uh, and arranged for him to kill George Floyd.
So on Memorial Day uh, 2020, at 7 p.m., George Floyd uh, pulled up to 38th Street in Chicago, went into Cup Foods to purchase a pack of cigarettes. Now, they're saying there's two different stories here. Now, one story says he came in there with two other people and they all gave counterfeit money. Then there's another story where they said George Floyd entered the store by himself, passed off a counterfeit, uh, oh, tried to cash uh, a fake $20 check. And um, the clerk called the police. And so this led to George Floyd then went out to his car. He was sitting in the car with his two friends. I think it was a black female and a black male that was in the car with him. And um, these, one of the people that worked in the store, which was a guy in the video I seen, he approached George Floyd's car and he began to have a conversation with him. I guess he was discussing with him uh, supposedly about this counterfeit $20 bill or fake check, whichever story it was, I do not know. Um, you know, we gotta wait for the video. If the store had video cameras in there, we gotta wait for that video to come out. That has not been released. Um, so they called the police. They were saying it was a forgery in progress. So um, the police pull up to George Floyd's car and they were all told to get out. So the passengers got out, stood on the sidewalk. George Floyd was immediately uh, placed in handcuffs. And so these were the two rookie officers that came up, which was uh, Alexander. I think he said it was three days he had been on the job. And then there was the other one, uh, Thomas Lane. He was four days on the job. So Thomas Lane was talking to his passengers and um, Officer Alexander walked George Floyd George over to a wall. And then George Floyd began to sit down on the ground. Now, there was a video on YouTube saying that George Floyd dropped a little bag of uh, drugs uh, that I seen. Now, this video, I don't know if it's true. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because nobody has talked about this video, but one person, and that was Candace Owens. Candace Owens released a very negative video about George Floyd. Candace Owens is a 31-year-old black female who was married to a white male. She got married to a, a white man from UK last year. Uh, she has had uh, racial problems herself in the past, but she chooses to be a Republican. She's a Trump supporter. She says that uh, George Floyd is not a hero, he's not a martyr, he was a criminal that she does not uh, respect. She said, yes, the officer putting his knee on his neck that killed him does deserve to go to prison. But she stated that black people need to stop um, praising and, and um, looking up to these black uh, males or thugs or whatever as heroes. Now. Nobody black has said ever said that George Floyd was their hero. 
only thing they've been supporting is that this was another black male killed unarmed black male killed by uh white police officers and that's what we've been seeing all across america and that's what people are standing up for they weren't looking at the fact that he was a thug or he was on drugs or whatever it was just another unarmed black male being killed by an officer but candace orange doesn't seem to like her own black people so therefore when black people turn against her when uh you know nobody's gonna care um when the white people turn against her when the white people turn against her black people are no not gonna care about what happens to her because of the negative things that she says about the black community which she does not live in and does not understand what's going on so now george floyd was uh, then walked across the street in front of cup food store they leaned him against a squad car he fell down they said he stood him back up and then they put him in the back of the squad car something was going on in the back of that squad car so now the body cam has not been released uh, i guess they don't want to release that right now they're waiting for maybe the trial to come up i don't know but they're saying they had on body cam so we don't know what was going on in the back seat of that car we don't know if they was beating him up but something was taking place in the back of that squad car then they took him out of the car and he was laid down on the ground uh next to the squad car and you could see that they were trying to hide what they were doing because they had the squad car door was wide open like they were trying to block the view from anybody any cars coming past from seeing anything they had him down on the side of the car like they were trying to hide what they were doing so the two rookie officers were holding his legs down while officer Derek Chauvin had his knee in his back and on his neck and the Asian officer Tu Tao was standing there uh, guarding the situation he did not try to help George Floyd as a matter of fact um, when the people came up and started recording there was a white female recording with her phone there was a black female went live on facebook her name she was a 17 year old named danielle frazier and she's the one recorded live on facebook as well as some other people was out there recording as well and they were telling him so george floyd was pleading out with him to uh, officer please let me up i can't breathe this went on for almost three minutes and then George Floyd uh, went unconscious. And at that point, the officer Derek Chauvin them called the ambulance because he was non-responsive. But while he was non-responsive, the people kept saying, hey, he's not, he's not responding, check his pulse, roll him over, uh, give him CPR, check his pulse. Uh, are you just standing, you know, you're just gonna keep your knee on him? So they were yelling. Some of them were even trying to walk up and intervene, but the Asian officer began, kept pushing them back. So he kept his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And the ambulance came and they put him in the uh, ambulance. At that point, they said he had no pulse. He had no sign of life. So he basically died right there on the street 
in front of Cup Food Store. And so you all know this led to uh, protesting in the streets of Minneapolis. Then they began to burn down things. They began to loot in the stores. Um, and then it started looting uh, all other states like California, because we know California has black people have a lot of problems with police officers there. I know because I lived there myself. So I understand what they go through. Uh, then it started in Atlanta and just went global. It just went all over to London and Germany and, and Brazil and wherever, just every Africa, you know, the whole thing went global. You know, I think this at this point, God decided it's time to step in, make this global because this needs to stop. And so um, the peaceful uh, protesting went on during the daytime. And then, you know, at night, that's when the rioting come out and the fires get set and the clashing with the police. You know, it gets violent when dark come in. So now Santa Monica, I would not allow the black people to take the blame for Santa Monica. There's not that many pe black people in Santa Monica, California. And all the people I've seen breaking in them stores and looting was white people and mostly white males. I seen probably only two or three Mexicans, all of them were white. Matter of fact, I seen two black people that was sitting there watching the white people loot these stores in Santa Monica, California. Now, maybe there was the low income white people who decided, hey, you know, we're not gonna sit back and let the black people uh, get all this stuff. Let's get in on it and get us some stuff too, you know. So cost of living in California is very high. A lot of people are struggling there. So maybe they they just took advantage of that moment, but they weren't trying to protest for George Floyd in Santa Monica, California. They was just out there stealing, looting, and whatever. Um, so I don't, I don't want to see black people take the blame for that. So um, then you had George Floyd's... Uh, well, you also had uh, some celebrities protested as well. You know, um, uh, I think Nick Cannon and Jamie Foxx, Pastor P and his son, they all showed up to Minneapolis. They walked with the people in protest. Uh, Tiffany Haddish and Common got out there and protest with the Black Lives Matter. Um, so you had some celebrity support. Kanye went to Chicago back home and he protested with the people. Plus he gave $2 million to George Floyd's uh, young daughter. And then you had the Minneapolis funeral. You had celebrities there, civil rights leaders, uh, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton did the eulogy. Uh, Tiffany Haddish was there, Kevin Hart, Ludacris, T.I. and Tiny, um, Master P, uh, and Tyrese, uh, the boxing champ, undefeated uh, boxing champ, Floyd Mayweather agreed to, uh, well, decided to pay for the funeral cost. And then uh, Tyler Perry uh, pitched in with any plane flights that the family needed to get back and forth during all this. And then you had another memorial service in North Carolina, another funeral in uh, Texas where he was laid to rest. George Floyd laid the breast next to his mom. So uh, millions of people watched this uh, funeral take place. So this is history being made. Um, 
with all the George Floyd thing. And so, you know, uh, after uh, the funeral, his brother, Felonious Floyd, he went to the White House and to speak to them about police reform and, and dismantling the police if necessary. Uh, he said he told these lawmakers and senators or whatever, you know, hey, my brother's death was premeditated, he feels. And, you know, some people said, yeah, they believe so. And so that's what has led to people talking about defund the police, dismantle the police, police reform. Then you had Trump sign a, a police reform bill that he signed that is still allowing police to do whatever they want to people out on the streets. It was a waste of time what he signed. He was just rushing to try to pretend that he's trying to show some concern about police brutality in America. But nobody, most black people don't like the bill he signed, that police reform thing he signed. They don't like it. The Democrats don't like it. It's it's still allowing police officers to do whatever they want to do. But the governors of each state can sign their own police reform. Um, and I think New York started first um, with uh, banning chokeholds. I don't know the whole thing that uh, uh, Governor Cuomo signed, but I know one of them was banning chokeholds. Even though as today, as I'm speaking, there was a chokehold a couple of days ago um, by some officers. So I want to see what's going to be done about that. That was already, he just signed that into law what, uh, two weeks ago. And now a, a New York officer already put some, a black male in a chokehold. So we'll see what goes on with um, that situation. Then we had uh, May 31st, a black bear was found lynched in Victorville, California. Um, then uh, maybe 10 days later, uh, I think June 9th, um, a lady that's known in Hollywood, she worked for NBC uh, News. Uh, and she was a screenwriter. Her name was Jasmine Waters, 39 years old. She was found hanging in her house uh, in Los Angeles, California. Some people are saying they believe that she was killed and hung in her house. They don't believe that she committed suicide, but they quickly wrote that off as suicide. And that happened on June 9th, 2020. Then June 10th, they found the black guy uh, named Robert, what was his name? Robert Fuller, or something, 24 years old, hanging from a tree right across from a city hall building or something. And so, you know, a lot of people are saying this is like retaliation because the police for the August George Floyd protesting and they're saying defund the police, police reform. So they're saying white supremacists are feeling angry that they feel like they're getting put out of power. They want to just roam the streets and be able to do whatever they want to uh, citizens and not have to uh, be punished for it. But, you know, a lot of black lives are getting lost be uh, because of this. Black people are getting unarmed. Black men are being killed. Black people getting lynched. Black people coming up missing, kidnapped. They don't know where they at. 
60 to 75,000 black women missing in America, you know, and you know, that was some organized uh, um, crime that went on with that, you know. So there's this, uh, you know, too much, uh, America has a racism problem, whether we want to admit it or not. And uh, we have seen some changes, uh, you know, with the Antimama, they're stopping the Antimama product, and um, well, there's something else, uh, Uncle Ben's, and, and um, what was that, the other cream of weed, they all want to make name changes. Uh, we've seen the Juneteenth, they want to make that into a holiday now. But some people are saying, well, you're making that into a holiday and you're giving your black employees a paid day off. But how about hiring some black people at these companies? So um, because black people are noticing that they're not getting jobs in America no more, even though President Trump is trying to make black people believe that he has put so many of us to work, but he hasn't. You know, some black people are being fooled into believing that, but, you know, there are a lot that he can't fool. You know, we see that a lot of black people are not being employed. Uh, and if they are, they're being given um, just essential jobs that are not paying enough money uh, to barely make it in America. Um, and so everybody's just talking about racial disparities and and systematic um systematic racism and so this is what colin kaepernick was taking a knee for and so now the football league wants to give 250 million dollars for uh helping out with systematic uh racism now they're telling the players that they can kneel uh during the game if they want and president trump doesn't like that you see the NASCAR driver, they left a noose uh, in his um, his uh, stall where, I guess, where he keeps his car at in the garage because he wanted the, the Confederate flag taken down. And he's biracial. He's not even all the way black. But they still, you know, if you got some black in you, you black. You know, so um, he has to deal with that situation. But... You know, we'll see what happens. Well, they're starting with some change. We'll see if there's going to be more change. And and in two years, we'll see where we're at with this uh, racism and police brutality uh, that's going on in America. And, uh, but if not, you know, I think black people, y'all, y'all gonna have to get your passports because it's gonna be time to move to Africa. If nothing has much changed in the next two years, even if we get a new president, President Biden, and, um, you know, um, you can vote for whoever you want to vote for, but, you know, much negative stuff that came out about Trump, I don't know if he's going to get back in office. So that's why I said President Biden, if he, uh, when he gets in office, we'll see what changes will be made in America in two years we should see a big change and if it hasn't then i'm saying black people need to get their passports and leave america because there's a lot of resources over in africa there's a lot of ways you could take your money and invest over there and and uh and start a, a black america over there and you won't have to deal with 
all the racism you're dealing with over there. Now, Africa is not 100% perfect, you know, but it's better. It would be better over there than it is over here if we're going to keep having to deal with what we're dealing with over here. Um, you know, because they've been trying to stop Section 8 and food stamps, and, and if people can't get jobs, and then you're trying to take away the Section 8 and the food stamps, how are they going to live? How are they going to survive? If you got to live uh, like you were in Africa, you might as well be over in Africa. So that makes sense to me. So i like to thank you all for listening to Black Topics. If you like this podcast, please follow, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.